welcome to a quick Conversations of Change podcast with Dr. Jen Fram. We have a change chat with one of the leaders in the change management field. Hi, I'm here with Bill Braun in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, it's uh, zero degrees Celsius for uh, those in the Down Under contingent. And um, I've got the very great pleasure of chatting to Bill today about systems dynamics, um, which is a relatively specialised field in organisational world. I've got to say, I actually don't know all that much about systems dynamics. I think I know a bit. Um, and I've had some crossover in some of the stuff I've done. But, Bill, your, your expertise is in the field. Can you give us, a, I, I guess, a, a snapshot of what systems dynamics is and why we should be interested in it? System dynamics is a way of understanding the behavior of complex systems. Uh, sometimes it's easier to get a grip on it by simply flipping the words. It's mm-hmm. the dynamics of systems. And by that, we don't mean just IT type systems, but social systems. Uh, any social system, the scalability is, it can go from anything to anything. A family of being a small unit, a global conglomerate uh, in uh, countries around the world with 100,000 employees, they're all, they're both social systems. So trying to understand the dynamics of complex systems is what system dynamics attempts to do. Okay. So I think it, a lot of what I've read on it seems very abstract. It is. How do we make it concrete? Are they practical? That is, that is often a challenge. I'll mm-hmm. be straight up with you. It is something that I have found that having some good grounding of the theory, of the principles, does help in finding situations where it can be practically applied. Mm -hmm. So if you'll indulge me, please, I'll, uh, I'll try to hit some of the key elements of system dynamics. This is 35,000 foot primer. There's a lot more to it but I think it will kind of frame things uh, for your listeners. In most systems, I'm I'm going to focus in um, primarily on business systems, Mm -hmm. uh, just as the point of reference for this. So system dynamics takes a look at flows, and that is the changes in people, information, and materials. And by flow, we mean the number of dollars that came in today and this month. It's the number of widgets that are in transit from the factory. Uh, It is the uh, information that's coming in. Is it clean? Does it have a lot of noise? Does it arrive almost instantly? Does it take a long time for the information to arrive? So the flows are people, materials, and information. We're also interested in accumulations. It's the difference between incoming flows and outgoing flows. So the simplest example is your checkbook. You have your checking account. You make deposits from your sources of money. And then you have expenditures. And the difference between all the money that comes in And all the money that comes out is 
the balance of your checking account, right? Mm -hmm. That is an accumulation. It's what accumulates as a function of what flows in versus what flows out. We're also interested in system dynamics in delays in systems. Uh, simple example, going back to the, to the business world. Uh, financial, the financial uh, group, they may do their monthly financial close on the 31st mm -hmm. of the month, and then they uh, uh, take a look at everything that happened, and they produce their report on the 15th of the following month. So we, uh, we're, we're talking about January, activity during January, uh, close on January 31st, produce the report on February 15th. You get a report on February 15th that describes a reality that stopped being true two weeks ago. <laughs> so there's your delay. You get information. It's the, as soon as you can get that information, but the information describes a reality that no longer exists. The report on February 15th doesn't tell you what's going on that day on February 15th. It only tells you what went on the prior month, mm -hmm. anywhere from two weeks to six weeks ago. So there's the delays. The fourth element of this is feedback. Uh, one part of the system may produce some information that when another part of the system gets it, realizes that is information that they must react to. That is the, re the feedback of what's going on in various parts of the system. So four elements here, mm -hmm. flows, accumulations, delays, and feedback. Those are kind of the essential elements. Mm -hmm. And... In terms of if, if we can bring that into something that is really concrete, when was the last time you used system dynamics as a practitioner with a client? I was working at Cleveland Clinic and uh, I was working with the Department of Surgery, uh, the Chief of Surgery and the uh, Administrator. And they have uh, on the main campus, I think somewhere around 50 or 60 operating rooms. It's a large operating suite. So you can imagine there's a lot of people that flow through there on a given day. The typical flow is the patient arrives either from home for same-day start surgery or they may already be on a nursing unit. So the flow is from the nursing unit to pre-op. By the way, you can intuit that in every one of these things, there are tasks to be done that take certain amounts of time and have a given variability. And then once they go from pre-op into the operating room, um, where things can go at about the time you forecast, mm -hmm. it can go to hell in a handbasket and take twice as long, or you can get lucky and it takes half the time. Then you go to post-op for some recovery, then back to the nursing unit. Well, you have all of this activity going on all over the hospital, and ideally, when a patient is ready to go to a certain place, you want a bed available. You don't want them sitting around in the hall. Bad medicine, bad many things that can happen. So uh, we looked at the throughput of patients coming into the hospital, coming from nursing units, tried to examine the full complexity of all the things that happened in the course of bringing a patient 
through to surgery, then recovery, and then back to the nursing unit. Okay, so what then is the nexus of systems dynamics and organisational change? Does system dynamics become a point of diagnostic of what needs to change or does a practitioner in system dynamics bring a new element into an organisational change project that we, we should consider? More often than not, when someone would say to me, I have this problem, and I thought that it was a problem that might uh, benefit from system dynamics. My first instinct was to try to get them to describe what they saw as the problem focus. So what is your problem in simple words? Uh, they might say, well, sometimes we have too much inventory and then sometimes we don't have enough. Uh, we might have enough bed for patients uh, then we don't have enough. So, all, you know, one-time census is at 80%, and then all of a sudden it's at 110%. And we can't seem to match the demand to the capacity. So we're always looking for that sense of what is the core problem. There might be two ways to answer your question. One is that in my experience, I often found that even very, very successful businesses or even departments within businesses that were doing very, very well, when you probe them, they didn't really actually understand why they were successful. And because they didn't understand why they're successful, when things started to fall apart, they didn't understand where to look to try to solve the problem. So on one side of system dynamics, you can think in terms of developing just a good theory of the business, a theory of what's going on, the core processes that when executed well, allow the firm to produce the goods and services that meet demand for their customers. For those that don't have that, sometimes uh, the system dynamics can begin to elicit from a group of people that you bring from all parts of the organization. So that's a very systemic approach. Mm -hmm. You want as many perspectives of the organization as possible. Bring them into a room and say, so how do things work? It can be both incredibly illuminating conversations for people. It can sometimes be very frustrating conversations and sometimes they're extremely embarrassing conversations <laughs> when they recognize how little they know about their own organization. But they are fruitful organ uh, conversations because they bring people into a greater clarity of what goes on inside the organization. So if, if I go back to your original, the, the four elements of system design, so uh, flows, accumulations, delays, and feedback, tell me where human behavior comes into this because they when I see that I see a really rational way of understanding the world and when I think about organizational change I think about you know the irrationality of people how does someone with systems design accommodate the irrationality of human beings in system design thinking when when people hear about system dynamics for the first time they tend to think of it as kind of from an engineering perspective. Mm. Everything is quantifiable, it's hard, 
and you know it's it's stuff that you can identify easily and move on. You bring up the question of the very very soft side mm-hmm. of businesses of system dynamics, which is people and human behavior. It's really one of, in my opinion, one of the best features of system dynamics is the ability to begin to examine human behavior. The way we tend to do that is to have somebody say, so what's going on now? How would you rate, for example, um, people's familiarity and acceptance and execution of, say, a particular process? And people would rate that in certain ways. They might say, well, it's rather poor. It's really, really good. In system dynamics, we use a term, we normalize that. Mm -hmm. So we'll say the present behavior, whatever it is, in, in terms that you and I might describe, or we might talk about resistance, or we might talk about people empowered, or we might talk about engagement, we would normalize this down to a number and simply say the present is 1.0. Mm-hmm. Um, a complete collapse of the system is zero, and then improvement is some multiple of one. Mm-hmm. And depending on what's going on, a 10% improvement might be a spectacular outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, you might need a multiple of two or three times improvement in order to get where you need to be. So it's relatively easy to begin to deal with um, soft human behavior, and we begin to look at probability. So what's the probability that it will improve by X percent or decrease by Y percent? And I I realize that this is still very much abstract to your listeners. Um, In a a computer simulation model, uh, it is relatively easy to do it. A good practitioner always brings the human element and human dynamics and human behavior into describing a model. Fascinating. So tell me, how did you get into this field? When I was teaching at Baldwin Wallace University, I became very interested in systems thinking. That is to say, um, thinking of systems and being aware of the complexity of systems. At the time, I subscribed to a monthly, it was a newsletter, Mm -hmm. um, eight pages, It was called The Systems Thinker, unfortunately no longer with us. But there were a couple articles about system dynamics and the software that you use for that. And I have to confess, on a whim, I bought the software because it just seemed really interesting to me. I thought it would be fun to play with it. And indeed, at the very beginning, I did do that. I just played. But it was my learning curve. I'm beginning to to, uh, learn to use it. I then became very, very interested in it. I started to buy a lot of books by practitioners and academics in the field and to really, really begin to study it. But that was my beginning. I was largely self-taught. And uh, it's it's, it's always been an enduring fascination to me Mm. to be to be able to kind of survey what's going on and begin to think about the, the, the complexity of it in ways that can be managed as a consultant. Cool. So what's the pathway now for someone wanting to get into system dynamics? Are there degrees in it? 
What, yes. How do you, is it always with computer modeling or? If you ask Jay Forrester, mm -hmm. the founder of System Dynamics, uh, uh, professor emeritus at MIT, he would say, absolutely, it must be computer simulation. Uh, he, he's fond of pointing out that the human brain can keep track of five to seven variables at a time. And that tends to break down when you examine the simultaneous interaction of all of those variables. So you can imagine jumping into a global corporation. Um, the human brain is not going to track that very well. So uh, uh, Professor Forrester would say it absolutely must be the quantitative computer simulation. That said, oftentimes when you sit down with a client and begin to work through just the basics of the flows, the accumulations, the delays, and the feedback, oftentimes just sitting on a, with a piece of paper and, and scoping that out with them with some uh, qualitative models, mm. sometimes referred to as um, causal loop diagrams, yep. Suddenly, they will get an insight from that that you can see their eyes suddenly begin to grow, mm. and they and, and they will look at you and say, "I never realized that about my own organization." So yes, there is something to be gleaned for the soft approach to system dynamics. I think for organizations who are considering going into this with the future of their processes and their production of goods and services for clients at risk, that going into it from the computer simulation quantitative side is probably the, the path to take. Right. Okay. So last question. For those who are interested in knowing more, you've mentioned Professor Forrester yes. as a founding father, if you like, of the field. Are there any go-to books that they should read or might be wanting to, to look up? I think for people in business in general uh, that I would recommend the book is entitled Business Dynamics by John Sturman, S-T-E-R-M-A-N, also professor, professor at MIT. Um, it is the, the, the Bible of system dynamics, uh, an extremely well-written book, um, lays out the basics in good, plain English, tons of examples in the book. So I think as you move through it and begin to understand it, he does a marvelous job of matching uh, core understandings with explanations, with examples, comes with a CD full of uh, models that you can immediately load and start to work with and see how uh, the application works and how these complex models, models tend to interact with each other. Uh, a great book, a good place to start. Fantastic. Bill Braun, it's been absolutely sensational. I'm feeling smarter for having had this change <laughs> chat. Thank you. You're most welcome, Jen. If you enjoyed this change chat, then do share with your colleagues and friends. You can find more at conversationsofchange.com.au, at Jen Fram on Twitter, or Conversations of Change on the Facebook.